Hello friends, future friends, haters, and ex-lovers. Welcome back to another episode of Crimes of the Heart. I'm your host, Rory Uphold. And today is a really fun episode with an epic giveaway. But before we get into it, I wanted to share something that I've been thinking about ever since I edited this episode, because it's a lot. Whoever you are, you're doing a great job. No matter how much you're struggling right now in your love or your sex life, you're killing it, truly. Because when I think about the way that most of us have been marketed towards since we were literal children, with sexualized images we've seen in magazines and on social media and in movies, whether it's like the IG baddies with their tits out or sexual innuendos happening during award shows or magazines literally telling us how to give the perfect BJ, it's a lot. Like, it's a lot. And yet, female pleasure has basically been banned. We never see it. Not pleasure. While sex is encouraged, pleasure is still so taboo. That's confusing. Then, let's add the crazy expansion and confusion of gender roles. Do you reach for your purse? I mean, who pays on the first date? Are men still expected to be providers? I mean, is that even possible in our new economy? And now, suddenly, after years and years of praise, men have had the rug pulled out from underneath them. They're being told that it's time to raise the bar. Because women are tired of bearing the brunt of child labor, domestic labor, and quite frankly, emotional labor. It is beyond confusing for all of us. So I just wanted to say, I'm really proud of us for just surviving, for continuing to try, and for every one of you who still believes in love and is bravely putting yourself out there, kudos. That is my main thought for today going into this episode, because I think about how insane it is to grow up in a world where hamburgers, hamburgers, are being advertised by a half-naked lady in a bikini, but actual sex education is seen as dangerous. Like, I really have to pat us all in the back. We are doing it, and I'm proud of us. Okay, rant over. So let's get into today's epic guest. Alexandra Fine is the CEO and co-founder of Dame, a sexual wellness company dedicated to changing the way pleasure is understood. Their vibrators were developed by MIT engineer Janet Lieberman, and because they are such a dope company, they're giving away four of their best-selling vibrators to our listeners. Mm-hmm, that's right. To enter into this giveaway, go to the website, which is linked in the show notes, and sign up for the mailing list, and you will automatically be entered to win one of these four toys. They sent me their lineup, so I have tested them all, and I had a blast. Pun intended. And I am excited that they are down to share that blast with some of you. Needless to say, I am a huge fan. So please welcome Al Fine to Crimes of the Heart. Thanks for saying all those nice things about me. <laughs> well, you know, it's all true. You did all the hard work. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I would just love to kick this conversation off with your company aims to, in quotes, close the pleasure gap. Yes. What is the pleasure gap? Women are four times more likely to say that sex has been not at all pleasurable. Four times. Wow. Four times. Yeah. They, they also have, I mean... Look, there's so many stats I can throw at you that ultimately say people with vulvas and particularly cishet women have less sexual pleasure and enjoyment. I mean, I think if even we just think about the way women tend to be 
I do think we are taught or maybe have also like a beautiful ability to think about the collective and that does often lead to putting other people's needs first mm. and I think that that has ultimately done a real disservice I think when we talk about even also like the concept of bad sex when men are talking about bad sex they're talking about the rhythm not being great and mm. not feeling as good maybe mm-hmm. it didn't last mm-hmm. as long as they wanted to when women are talking about bad sex they're talking about pain more frequently they're talking about harassment assault it like you know or just really not being enjoyable like they're like that's a big difference so ultimately I I wanted to change that I don't think that there's a reason for that yeah or there is a reason it's a lack of education is like the main one yeah yeah and also just creating more products that encourage people to explore their bodies. I think it's very, very cool. So one day, did you just wake up and decide, I'm going to get into the sex business? I I feel like I woke up so many days and was like, sex. But no, it didn't happen. It wasn't like just a moment. I mean, from when I was really, really young, I've been very interested in this category, in this like, why can't we talk about this aspect of reality Mm. there are so many the story i often tell is when i was six i met some drag queens it was awesome was not in florida was not in florida (laughs) no it's here in new york city and they taught me one how to like strut my stuff and how to do a catwalk and like be probably like nobody taught me how to be a woman more than a drag queen that's incredible and also was able to explain like all of these things to me around like what it means to be a drag queen, what it means to be transgender. And I went back to my show and tell on my first grade class and explained these things and got in trouble. Whoa. Yeah. So they like, the teacher was like, oh, I don't know. And they called the principal and everybody was kind of like, so I called my parents. My parents were upset with my aunt for bringing me to the party. And there was a lot of just like hubbub, but nobody being able to explain what I did wrong. I didn't lie. Nobody's feelings were hurt. You also weren't sexualized yourself. Like you felt no, good about the situation. Nothing. I don't think no, and and I, you know, I think it was more that they were like uncomfortable with the conversation in the classroom. Yeah, and didn't know how to handle it. And I think that really was the beginning for me of just being interested in like there's these governing laws of society that we're just not supposed to talk about, mm. but they're so important. And why aren't we talking about them? And then I think also just growing up, being, I don't know, I like to say like Eros curious, just like I really want to enjoy life. And I sexuality. love that you said that. I just call myself slutty. Yes, I call myself <laughs> slutty too. Uh, I, I, you know, it's my funny. Mom, by the way, my mom was like, you've got to stop calling yourself a slut on the podcast. And I was like, hi, no. mom. I'm like, no, I, I, to me, it's not a bad thing. Like, I don't think of that as a negative thing. If somebody it's was like, not. you're a slut, I would be like, cool. I was okay. like, thinking about how, like the main ways I identify and I feel like slutty is probably stronger than a lot of other things but yeah. i'm not really slutty anymore it's kind well, of alive but i don't t- know you're pretty pregnant that I'm looks pretty, pretty slutty <laughs> yeah but I, inside i you know i really feel slutty yeah in my head i'm a r- real slut i love that yeah no but i do feel like even but like that for me came from just being super curious and yeah. excited and like i'm i'm plucky af like yes and of course that also like when I was going through puberty it was like I want to explore these things and I remember kissing a like my first kiss the boy getting high fives and me getting dirty looks and it was kind <gasps> of just like 
wait, what's this? Yeah, that's crazy. Actually, now that I think about that, I feel like a skill that I had when I was younger. Well, I wasn't really, I didn't really give a shit. Yeah. Which was not that I wasn't into guys. I just was so focused on other things. But I really was able to navigate the line between being not like, I wasn't a prude, but I wasn't a slut. Like I knew oh. how to bob and weave on that. I don't know. Like, oh, I learned that the hard way. It, it, I was just, you know, born slutty and didn't have that filter. I yeah. like kissed three of my guy friends in one night because they wanted to know what kissing was like. And I was like, yeah, yeah let's do this. Good. Yeah, like, it sounded awesome. Like, why wouldn't like you're my friends. I'm also interested in exploring this for sure. And like I like had to leave school crying the next day. So that was like my hard lesson. But, like, if I can go back in time, I would just be like, no, little Al, you crushing it. Like, yeah. that's awesome. That is totally a valid curiosity, and that's a valid way of exploring it. Mm-hmm. And you were comfortable, and that's that's okay. Yeah. And um, people are often threatened by other people's comfort. Yeah. I have, like, a journal entry. There's a page in it that's, like, pretty sad about how, like, me promising not to be a slut anymore. And, like, as – that's essentially like me saying like I'm gonna stop being five too. Like yeah. you can't deny like I was really I'm really I was just so Wait, curious. Can you post that to Instagram? <laughs> like me saying that's an it. incredible post. <laughs> or just like, I don't know, send it to me. Uh, yeah. I feel like that's something that needs to be framed. No, I don't know. <laughs> that's a funny frame, but okay. I'll I mean I'd frame it. Just because I'm but I'm the type of person where I was like, I liked to frame like rejection letters and stuff oh, like that. I you know, like that I think that's... that there's but there's an element of is clearly a very pivotal moment in your life. And I don't frame anything that has words on it. I don't, oh, wow. honestly, I don't even, I don't even have like, I have like one framed photo. We just walk into your place and you just look like a serial killer. It's just like all white yeah. walls. Yeah, yeah, it takes <laughs> me just really, random sex But toys. now I'm starting to have like more, I guess, art. I have some art. Okay, but amazing. Mostly that. <laughs> mostly white walls. I'm not mad at that. <laughs> wow. Okay. All mirrors. Everything's a mirror. No, that is, I do have some mirrors. <laughs> okay, well that, that does that's track. Say, that tracks something. That <laughs> Man, so then, oof, God, I I have a visceral reaction to that. I do want to hug the little version of you. Yeah. And just say, like, I'm so sorry that you grew up in that time. Yeah. Because what's weird is, like, we also were being catered to by all of these magazines and and, and TV shows saying, like, you know, how to please a man or how to give a good blowjob or how to do these things. I think on the one hand, we were being taught we were sexually liberated, but we are still figuring out what that really means in a female form. Yeah. Or for anybody, I mean, I think we're all still figuring out what that means, yeah. but especially, especially women. Yeah, because I remember being really inspired by Samantha from Sex in the City. Mm-hmm. Me too. And feeling like she was fucking cool. Okay, well, we're, we have yeah. a very similar. <laughs> yeah, so like she was yeah. around. Like, yeah. Like, you know, she was there. It's um, amazing. But the reality of her was both like, do it like a man mm-hmm. and not necessarily like she was still not really allowed in society. She was like this risky character that we got. So yeah, that is true. We never really got to see her down days. We not to. Yes. And also I think she was like taboo. Yeah. So even though I was inspired by her trying to be like her in some way was still like a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Right. And I don't think I was as aware of the risks of what it really felt like to be like her, maybe. Yeah. She got a lot of confidence. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We don't have to go too deep into it, but I love that these toys are MIT designed. 
So, okay. I mean, so that's, then, that's wild. Yeah. Yes. So I like just to go from <laughs> well, 13 let's go from yeah, me 13 to, to now. So yeah. then 13 from now. And then, you know, I continue to have interest and experiences in this category. I went and got my master's in psychology eventually and wanted to be a sex therapist. I went to Columbia and then ultimately realized I was like probably too impatient to be a therapist. Hilarious. And, yes. I know that's not true. I like really... I think being a therapist is a really is really beautiful. But ultimately, I wanted to take this interest and this uh, um, like little indignation I had around being able to own my pleasure. And honestly, I feel like it's so much more than just like I think the I think the pleasure gap exists within all of us. It's not just like a gender or sex gap. Oh, uh, I it's think absolutely we, with men. We I had a conversation earlier, but. There's a lot of guys right now struggling. There's so much, yeah. And that sucks too. Yes. And we're in a new landscape where I do feel like men are feeling emasculated. They're feeling isolated. Uh, the porn addiction thing is so real and so devastating. Yeah. Not only mentally, but physically. There's, yeah. yeah I agree that it, women. It's hurting we everybody. Have, we it's have just different like problems. Any, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's also true too whenever you have like just. Uh, a disproportionate like societal norms or something like it, it hurts it hurts us all like, yeah of course have, like, yeah so yeah really i think there's like a pleasure gap in just us honoring pleasure and treating it like it's an important aspect of our well-being yeah and just like going to the gym just like going to the gym just or, like eating well or, eating or eating well or whatever yeah yeah exactly all of those things they can both be like they can both be really helpful for your mental health and your physical health and they're also sometimes indicators of how how we're doing physically or mentally so anyway oh i I'm know still, i know no because like i feel like when i'll go through i can track kind of waves yes where it's like oh i'm really having a hard time orgasming and then i sort of know something's up something's up and like you know like look also like that shifts in our body it does like, well through... i also cannot come right before my period right and so i did that not realize inter- that that was freaking normal that can right there's just like nobody oh, told me that it shifts also if you ever decide to get pregnant or not pre- you know like all of that <laughs> there's all of these yeah hormone you know th- there are things that happen in our bodies and it is a sign of what's going on inside. So mm-hmm. like I do think it's like just it's just really valuable and we just yeah. ignore it. It's data. It's data. It's good data. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so wanted to be a therapist, <laughs> ended up deciding not to be and starting this company. And when I was starting this company, I was making like vibrators by hand in my kitchen. Wait, what? And like learning how to Sorry, 3D how print. Sorry, how do you make a vibrator by hand? You take a, there's a few different ways you can do it. I mean, not I did me everything. Getting a new hobby. And getting What I did at the very very beginning is I took apart other vibrators and mm. wrapped them in new shapes with new mm. with different plastics. And then I learned a little bit about how to like solder and things like that. But then I met my co-founder who went to MIT mm-hmm. and she like really knew how to solder. Do you know what soldering is? Yes. Okay. If you don't, you can look it up, guys. You can look it up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's so many reasons to solder. You so get to wear like, a cool hat. Yeah, some goggles. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, she really helped take like, my very first concept, Eva, and turn it into a reality. And we launched on Indiegogo, which is a crowdfunding site. We raised $575,000 in 45 days. And wow. boom, we were like the, I think, you know, pioneers in the sexual wellness space. We were a direct-to-consumer brand started by a, you know, a sex expert and a product expert, and that has, you know, served us really well. Are you guys the first 
sex toy to ever be crowdfunded on no that's crazy there was one called the auto blow that crowdfunded <laughs> before us and they raised about two hundred and sixty thousand dollars and i know we were like oh let's i think we can maybe beat them but their product was more expensive so we'd mm. have to like sell twice as many and we raised five hundred and seventy five thousand dollars wow. so we we beat them that's amazing. Yes. And that product, Eva, is a hands-free vibrator. I know. I, you, I was I was sent it. You were sent it. But yes. I wanted the, the audience to know about oh, it. Oh, yes. Yes. It's a hands-free... <laughs> Hello, audience. <laughs> uh, it's a hands-free vibrator that you can wear while you're having sex. So it provides clitoral stimulation, which is what most people with vulvas need in order to have an orgasm. But it allows you to have that in a way where you can still be penetrated vaginally. Yeah. It's great. I, I think it's really great for everybody to try for me I was a little too wet (laughs) yeah it was like like a slip and slide action (laughs) it was very that's a TMI thing but whatever y'all can deal I think it's really really great too for just like arousal in the beginning and sometimes I end up removing it it's just sure sure spice and kick no but I love the idea because I think there are a lot of women who have never even tried that while having partnered sex. Yes. And I think that it makes a huge difference. Huge At difference. least it did for me. I mean, if you think about a lot of the stats around, you know, or, or also the ways we speak about the female orgasm as if it's elusive and hard to get, but really <laughs> most people would like, I think it's 96% of people with vulvas orgasm when they masturbate. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like not a problem when they're masturbating. Like they don't, they don't have an issue having an orgasm. Yeah. By themselves. It comes down to. It's the partner play that isn't working for them. Not that there's something wrong with them. Mm. And, you know, so I think that's always a good reminder. And a lot of people use vibrators and bringing them into the bedroom and accepting them. Designing also for couples has, has been core to what we do. I think it's great. Thank you. Yeah. But. Yeah, I, I do think like there was a few things that we did, which are just like being women who started the brand. Was sure, oddly revolutionary, which um, is wild. Because like, wait a second, it's 2014, but like that just feels. I don't know. It's weird. I guess on some level, I feel so. It, it's it's so cool that I got the opportunity to to be that. Yeah, it is cool. It really it's also is. like just yeah. so wild that it was like 2014, and that, that was like that is also pretty nuts pretty nuts yeah but then again women were literally not allowed to get business loans without their husbands until 1988 yeah so seven years ago they started including us in pain medication studies or like that became mandatory yeah which is there's just like so many stats like that it's just like mind-boggling and then it's like on the one hand it's like yay we did that but like that seems pretty late. We should have done pretty that late. all. Like, late. Yeah. 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 I mean, even when you think about it, like, it is wild that it was only pretty recently 100 years of voting. Like, that's not I know. That, that, that blows long. my mind. It really does blow my mind. And when, when I s- start to think about it, it, it gives me the experience of being stoned, mm-hmm. where it's like, I start to, like, leave my body, and I'm like, wait, what's happening? Okay. Imagine that someone is listening, and they don't own a vibrator, uh-huh. or they've never played around with a vibrator at all. What do you have to say to those people who feel maybe like nervous or insecure about jumping into this new arena? Mm. And where would they start? I want to, I mean, I, whenever I get these kinds of questions, I'm like, uh, I become so therapist. Like, I want to know why are they afraid of jumping in? Like, what is that fear? But I can tell you for me. So, oh, yes. 
I have kind of always been slutty and freaky, but weirdly, I think, man, when was this? I didn't really get vibrators till maybe like 10 years ago, but I think of friends that had them when they were in high school. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, or they got them really, really young. And I think there's, so, other, there's some people too who identify with you and waited probably until they were even older to try them or still haven't tried them. Exactly. My journey was a little bit like I enjoyed sex sometimes, but not always. But I didn't really realize, I didn't know my body very well. I also didn't love oral sex because it had never been great for me which I think was a combo of just these guys didn't know what they were doing I also did not understand my body Mm -hmm. so now I have a better way to communicate I have the tools so if I'm hooking up with somebody I can tell them what to do Mm -hmm. and then it's a great experience for both of us I guess I just didn't really think of the toys as being something that I needed or wanted, partially because I feel like I masturbated with my hand when I was younger. And then I am one of the few women that can get off via intercourse. And then did you continue to masturbate too as you were older with your fingers and that was very effective? Yeah, yeah, it still works. But I mean, toy way better, way toys, better. I mean, like, like game changer, right? I Freaking mean, I, game changer. But but I, I will say, I was I guess late. There was no real hang up per se. But then once I got one, I was like, well, shit. And then I got like you know all of them, right? And so now it's like, I just have so many. And also with this podcast, I truly have so many. Now. <laughs> so me too. I have so yeah. many. Well, of course. Yes, I think one. There's no shame in not having a vibrator. Like you know, I definitely feel like that's valid. And if we, you know, I think for me, there's this element of like, oh, but I can walk there. It's like yes, but have you tried driving a car? Mm-hmm. You know, or a bicycle, or yeah, you know, or an Uber. Or an Uber and then the subway yeah. and then yes. this other way. And then like there's like, oh, it's nice to be able to have options. Options. And to explore different sensations. Yes. And in- different sensations. I think that really resonates with me. Yeah. Because I talk, I've talked openly about this a lot. Like every time is sort of different for me. And depending on the situation, whether I'm by myself, whether I'm partnered, I like different things. Yeah. And I think it does come down to different sensations. Yeah. And when you're only doing one way, you really don't know, oh, there might be 10 other different combinations that I love or yeah. one that I really am into that I've never even I would experienced. I also say for you as somebody that has like a lot of internal stimulation, you can't reach as far as a toy can reach inside of you. Well, that is a... Hu- so No, that is 100%. Right. Like, I absolutely cannot. And that's why I... Yes. A lot of the people that I talk to. Like the G-spot stuff. Like I can't yeah. hit that myself. Right. First off, I got there's short also, arms. There's also so much. There, there's so much more in there. Can't <laughs> um, and But I would say you're not the common narrative that I hear. I hear mm. a lot of people who just like aren't comfortable masturbating at all. And that is like a very different like, you know, Toys can be really helpful there yeah. as well mm-hmm. um, in helping like just develop the neural pathways and like connecting with our sensations. So for them, I think there's just more of a conversation around pleasure and like yeah. sexual journey versus yeah, I for know people you. that don't masturbate. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's just kind of like, well, do you want to masturbate? Because yeah. what's interesting is a lot of people 
they they want to be having more sexual pleasure. Right. They they don't want to masturbate. I know. There is, seems to be a very interesting cloak of shame around that specific activity. Yeah. It's just, it is like this odd thing where like we want to be having amazing sex with our partners, but we don't think it's okay to be practicing it in any way which is weird because I do feel that way about being a maxim model but I do not want to do anything that's going to get me there so in some ways I do relate Uh, yeah no I get it I mean I do I just want to be good at everything without practicing too but unfortunately that has not been my journey in life that has not been my journey either and I think just I think sex in particular though Instead of being like, oh, let's let me prioritize this thing in my life. We're just like, it's not good. And now I'm upset about it. Mm. And it should be better. Like my partner should know what I want. And isn't it all supposed to just come really natural to us if we like love each other? No. And no, the answer is no. No. The answer is definitely not. That's not the case. The crazy thing is, is I spent my youth sort of throwing darts at a dartboard with my eyes closed. Hoping that I was going to hit a bullseye because I didn't really know what I was into and neither did the guy. I mean, and yes, sometimes it would connect and it would work, but then a lot of times it wouldn't. And I'd be chasing the proverbial dragon of like, you know, that one, you know, dickmatization experience or <laughs> or that certain person or you know what I mean yeah I feel like I dated a lot of dudes not for their personality like I was in some situations that I probably could have exited a lot earlier had I learned how to communicate my needs or or known yeah because now I do think that I can have better sex with not just anyone but because of where I'm at I'm having better quality sex more consistently. That's fine. Which I think is possible for everyone. I think it's possible for everyone. Yeah. Yes. But I also, I think there's just so many, I'm in a long, long term relationship and we're we're like non-monogamous in theory, but we also have a two year old and I have a second one on the way. Yeah. And I run a business. So mostly like I flirt on the apps and then masturbate to my idea of meeting up with them and then just Major. not doing that. It's really good though. <laughs> You're like the I have time for the fantasy. Yes. You're yes. Like the- Which does serve like a really strong purpose in our relationship. It is really nice. Like even just for, for us, mm-hmm. like even just acknowledging that there are other people out there that find us attractive yeah. helps us bring our attractiveness back to our relationship. Like it is so like even I had when, a conversation with Ian Ian Kerner, who I by the way is a huge fan of yours. I'm about to add my life. And he Same did Sam. say to say hi. And also it came up that Dame is what he recommends first to mm. all of his clients. Oh, so just as an aside, like I thought that was very nice. I think yeah, I mean it also just lines up with his ethos in so many ways. I, I just feel like I adore him. He's like my hero. I think yeah, he's, he's just a genius. But he was talking about we had a conversation about like the power of fantasy because one of my fears is what happens when I get into a long-term relationship I'm so explorative and all of this like will I I'm afraid I'll get bored and he was talking about the the power of fantasy the power of fantasy I do think what's interesting about monogamy though is this like two people thinking they both understand what it means to be monogamous and not like there are people out there who I feel like that was very judgmental the way it was started it. 
but there are some people think that watching porn is cheating like some people oh, I think know that that yeah. right, I'm so not one of those people I'm not I like that blew my mind I was like what that's clearly not cheating that's this is what I not- this is what I love about that I'm sorry so you think that this woman is gonna bone your your idiot boyfriend no but it's not that do you remember bringing it back to sex in the city <laughs> where Charlotte finds out that like her I think husband or partner do you know what I'm talking yes, about? And she I puts do her know what you're talking about in the yes, magazine, yes, 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 which yes. like I loved. Iconic. Iconic. I can't believe we talked about Sex and City twice in one podcast. Uh, um, we're in New York and we York. are talking about sex. So it's wild. Yeah. But yes. But I do think that there's this feeling of you're putting your erotic energy to somebody else or to something else besides mm. me. Like the way it could be like emotional cheating. It's not, you know, like just different people have different understandings sure, of what sure. it means to be in this like one-on-one relationship different people feel differently about the idea of like do you ever think about somebody else when you're having sex with someone and like think no but that has a lot more to do with the fact that I feel like for me I kind of tune a lot of things out so it's if I'm thinking about some well I probably have I probably have but no not on a regular basis the point being that there's all different kinds of cheating there's all right? different kinds yeah. of che- or there's all different kinds of ways of understanding monogamy and yeah. like putting boundaries on a relationship and I don't even remember where we started this conversation what are we talking about I don't know well let's get back to if somebody's looking on the Dame website, where oh, should right. they start, start with a vibrator? I think, first of all, you should start with checking in with your body, yourself, and your wallet. Um, Smart, yeah. Yeah, like where, you know, I mean, I think you should buy from Dame because we make quality products. We have a great warranty policy. We have a great exchange policy. For women and our products. Women, or there's also partners and people that are yeah. women identifying, also non-women identifying. It's uh, really yeah. for everyone, it, but... Yeah, we're definitely people with vulvas. Yeah. And we predominantly... And we're making stuff like having a vulva-centric lens. Copy um, that. Yes. So I'm such a, such a millennial or whatever. <laughs> so um, woke. <laughs> so I don't know what it is. The thing is, is that sex is political. Sex Part is of the reason why I poli- talk about sex on this show, and it's not just relationships yes. and dating, is because sex has been weaponized against women yes. or AFABs and also members of the LGBTQIA community, and it's unfair. And if we think, too, about the idea of, like, education yeah. i think that to me is so one so interesting because like if 90 percent of us are going to end up in heterosexual relationships we should really teach a lot more about it yeah and the idea that we're i wish not, i had had some skills i wish i had <laughs> a lot more i mean i think that it's one of the most important aspects of our lives and we don't educate around how to be in healthy relationships it's it feels and and again i do feel like that burden ultimately comes down on femme identifying people so you know you're the one that's supposed to handhold handhold and and do all of this stuff and we've been given no education i know i would have loved it i would have loved uh how to talk to people when you feel scared how to talk to people when your defenses are up how to how to talk to people down how to like yeah how to to know that you feel a certain way like i'm still like oh my god i am heightened right now. My feelings are hurt. <laughs> yeah, I tell this story all the time and my husband was like, you gotta stop telling this story. But one time, early in my relationship, I was like, Perry, that's my husband's name. Mm-hmm. I was like, how do you feel? Like, you're explaining that you, that you feel like I, like, like I did all these things. Mm-hmm. Like, you da-da-da. I'm like, how do you feel right now? And he like really sat with it and he was like, I feel, I feel, I feel like you're being a bitch. And I was just like, 
That's not a feeling, babe. Yeah. Like, I love you. That was not That's it. not a feeling. Like, pull back that layer. What's behind On that? that. And it, but it, it was just like, it was very funny because he was really trying. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I thought Hilarious. it was really funny. And I do, but I do think it really speaks to like how that is actually, you know, something I actually think we're probably born with it. Mm-hmm. A really good sense of how we feel and being able to express it. But especially men there, we are taught, if anything, not to talk about it. And my main point here is that we are teaching heterosexuality all the time. And people are like, oh, my God, we can't teach sex. We are teaching like kids are learning Mm -hmm. all of the time that, you know, even just the concept of mommy and daddy is the beginning of sex education. Yeah. So like we need to be talking about it, not not saying gay in school or talking about not talking about periods and shit like that. Anyway, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, wait, the sex toy. The sex toy stuff. And also, because it does, like, tie in nicely, like, just my experiences with Meta, my experiences running this company, yeah. and how often, like, this company has been um, politicized. Like, I definitely felt like I was just like, I'm going to be a good American capitalist and make some vibrators. If yeah. If I build it, they will come. Well, you also saw a gap in the market pun intended totally and i, and I penetrated it so hard uh <laughs> and the money came and the money came <laughs> people showed up and it came god i hope everybody appreciated that <laughs> but then like you know banks didn't want to work with me wait platforms what? didn't want to work with me yeah i couldn't get an sba loan which is a government funded loan because it said that they don't support any companies of of prurient sexual nature and i said and i said we're not prurient we're just you know we're of healthy sexual nature and i got laughed at they were like and i still to this day just feel like no that language was written a specific way they didn't have to say the word prurient like it's a it's it was a very valid argument like and I was just literally people just thought I was joking. Whoa. And maybe it's because like I'm very funny. So I could see how maybe they were confused. Girl, you're moment. not that funny. That, I mean, <laughs> I'm pretty funny. I don't know. But That's I, crazy. <laughs> In a bank trying to get a loan and they're like, no, no. because. Yeah. Wow. There's so much of that. Okay. so Because you're a deviant. Because I'm deviant. Exactly. Because what I'm doing is literally like selling guns, which is so unfortunate because like I really do believe that I'm helping the world. I, I believe that to my core. I I think it's just factually true based on scientific evidence, both on the one hand that like vibrators do have a positive impact in people's overall well-being to the fact that sex education does lead to decrease teen pregnancies and other things that I think yeah, we could all agree are good. Yeah. And... They, I mean, have health benefits, all of this stuff. Yet I'm treated like I sell guns on Facebook, and you know I have. There's policies against my. Adver- I can't advertise the way a lot of other I brands know. can so, advertise. Like, I, I'm really fascinated by the way that female pleasure has been like criminalized online. I would say, like to some extent, all pleasure has been criminalized online, and then double, triple click on, you know, vulva non cishet male pleasure so i see ads for like viagra type things mm-hmm. online mm-hmm. so okay but meta- i've never seen an ad for a vibrator so the okay the policy i mean i'm not gonna be able to say it verbatim sure but meta's policy is essentially like they will not you cannot advertise any devices or products for sexual pleasure 
and then they also have a list of exemptions and in the exemptions are erectile dysfunction and premature ejaculation products both of which are obviously for pleasure so they don't explain at all why those products are viewed as as like i guess like they would say like health over pleasure because they make this distinction that health crazy it is crazy it's crazy it's crazy like one could go into details on how much like that has really just impacted my ability to run this business but it's so unfair that women cannot be marketed Mm -hmm. for something that is going to improve their sex life but but men men can. can yeah it's really it's really sad Especially because it's like, crazy because that's such a black and white example. No it, Facebook, no Instagram. Uh, but in a, yes, and and no TikTok. Well, of no, course, no, no TikTok. TikTok. I mean, you can't even. I didn't, didn't even mention know. sex. I you did. have to write S E G G S, which is also so silly. Like I was like, they obviously know that's what we're doing, but apparently not. Apparently, like it's that's crazy. just working. I guess. I guess you can't say it either. No. Is what I've learned because they listen to your audio Instead so of corn, bad. You have to call it corn. corn. Like it's just so dumb. It's because- so stupid. Yeah. But it, it, it's really, it's wild. So, I mean, there's just no platforms that you're able to advertise on. That's a frustrating truth. And it's really infuriating because I haven't been able to get clarity on why those things are in their exempt column. Mm. You know, like you can sell condoms, but you can't sell condoms ribbed for her pleasure. Wait, what? And again, their <laughs> argument isn't, there are, there are, yeah, they're I'm ar- losing my mind. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> their their argument isn't that it's a, a, a it's not about gender. It's about pleasure. So that's that where they come down. So what if what I'm in the twilight zone? Mm-hmm. It's wild. That is full crazy. It's full crazy. It's just and if we think about just the way it's like such a subtle thing that not even, not very subtle. No, that's not subtle, subtle at, at all. all. It's a it's way just that people don't know. People don't realize it's happening. I mean, I didn't know till today. I'm today years old. Yeah, people have no idea it's happening and it's definitely giving out this message that men are entitled to and should feel like something like that they're entitled to their erections. Right. Their well, erections women are, not. are important. But women, you are not entitled to enjoying sex. Like that is but not your orgasms. You're not entitled to. You're not entitled to that. Like that doesn't and matter. And then we wonder why we have a skewed take on sex in this country. We wonder why there people are at odds in, in couples. Even and- just the way, like we wonder why women aren't speaking up. Yeah. You know, like we're not, it, you're making it harder for us to even talk about it because, but you're making it because easier for men to talk about. You're saying men, like you should go out and talk to somebody, so like whether it's an online doctor that you're just going to have to chat with and they're going right, to send right. you drugs yeah. in the mail. But either way, it's just encouraging that conversation on as as a valid conversation also, to have. Also, the more we see things, the more normalized. Like the exactly. more I see ads or just content around something the more desensitized I become to it. So, And we do use sex in advertisement, and obviously we sexualize the female form so much more. Sure. Which is why also then, like, underwear brands, they'll tell you that, one, their female underwear imagery gets flagged way more often than their male underwear imagery. They'll also tell you that their that curvy women, mm-hmm. like bigger women, yeah. get flagged even more. Too. So it's, it's just all wait, about who's in. Wait. So you're saying that an underwear brand with a like a plus size model 
that image will be taken down that ad will be taken down it's not that it will it's more likely to be flagged as like inappropriate and then you'll have to appeal it and then depending on such and right. such it might get taken down but even like that appeal process is work yeah and it's no joke it's no joke and like it, it's that is bonkers it's bonkers it's i mean it's bonkers but it's also really reflective of society like and the, if you think about being meta too like having to they have so many ads that are submitted and the ways that they're going about flagging them it's kind of like the way ai is racist and it's because it's just reflective of what we're feeding the machine sure. and it's learning yeah, 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 yeah. so yeah. it's like it's bonkers but it it's totally makes sense yeah, yeah yeah that that's why it is the way it is what to me is infuriating is like is it's not that like the policy like the written policy yeah. around like why can't we change why that? can't we change that that just seems wild i think that you know there's nothing wrong with my advertising i think i do kind of find it a little challenging that advertisements that elicit arousal are okay but advertisements that talk about ways of enjoying mm. your arousal, like yeah, you know, we can use, I don't know. Well, it's just like the TikTok analogy of like you can see teenage girls who are in bathing suit tops, like dancing in a really provocative way, and that's not going to get flagged. But then if you get out there and talk about a vibrator, mm-hmm. it'll get flagged. I mean, I know because I made a joke about my Hitachi wand, and uh, boy, did that get taken down it's so fast. <laughs> We, po- I mean, I've gotten so many things that are, like, I always get flagged and I'm still always like, wait, what? And I think there's a part of me that's like, I just... Hoping s- that it's going to change or... No, I can't tell you how often, like, I st- and I can't believe this still happens to me. I'm like, what? Like, come on, dum-dum. Like, you've experienced mm. this over and over again. Be smarter. Right. But... You know, we're in the age of authenticity. If there's one thing I'm good at, it's being authentic. I can't, I just, I keep forgetting to be inauthentic. Can you tell me so, about what happened with this MTA battle? Yeah, so I think that's kind of going back to like what we were talking about meta. So, yeah. So the New York City subway system said we could run advertisements and then they would not. What do you mean you couldn't, you couldn't, what did you want to do? I wanted to run ads on the subway. Like build, or like posters po- yeah like yeah. there's subway cars i wanted to run ads and, and they said no yeah actually pretty much what happened was they said no to this other brand unbound which okay. is like also an awesome female founded sex toy company and they uh got press in the new york times and in the new york times like the way they like chilled out the press was being like no they can run ads they're allowed to like but they denied their ads and what they were trying to say is like we, you know, like we'd work with them. So I was like, okay, you guys said you would work with a sex toy company. Great, we'll be this. We'll, we'll be the be company. That, yeah, yes. Like yeah. here are four different ad campaigns. Which ones are okay with you? Like I was definitely like, you know, willing to, to work with them mm-hmm. and figure out something because yeah. I was like, if we can get something like that, will be huge. That'd uh, be great. That'd be great. And they said it was okay. And then they approved certain ads. We made those ads. We ordered the products. We, you know, made our, you know, our media planning budget all around this campaign Mm -hmm. and then they ghosted us and just stopped (gasps) responding and then pretty much I ended up having to sue them because they were not they they said oh we don't work with any sexually oriented brands but meanwhile there was like a 20 foot flaccid cactus saying like you know we make hard easy you know 
for hymns everywhere and Romans was advertising and there's breast augmentation. There's just so much that was being allowed that was, you know, sexual in nature. And then we sued them and then they were not able to explain the difference. Yeah. And then we settled and we were able to run the advertisements. Yeah. It was cool. That's crazy, though. It like, was, the, it really, it's so illuminating. Like, I hope that people listening understand, like, exactly what the battle is. And this is just, like, for representation. Just to be able, yeah. I mean, there was even at one point where I was like, what if the ads were just, just said dame.com? Like. Yeah, just. Just dame.com. Which, by the way, if you don't know what dame.com is, that could be a t-shirt line. That could be that a t-shirt could be line. It could be anything. And it could just, be my dog. Just so, <laughs> totally. You know what I mean? I, it was just so challenging in the conversation to get them to agree. Or they, they wouldn't. And they wouldn't talk to us. And it was, it's just, it's just, again, you know, it also feel shitty as a person. And then we were able to run Yeah, that those- sucks. Because you also feel like you are doing something good. I, I also feel like you're doing something good. Thank you. So I do think it sucks when you feel like you're the small guy working against the system and whatever you're doing is like being shut down that that's a pretty terrible feeling it's a shitty feeling yeah and feelings matter okay says (laughs) says the somatic sex educator okay calm down (laughs) and yeah i mean like there's like so much more nuance to that whole experience and it doesn't feel like a, a full big W, you yeah. know, but but there is a huge win that in being, recently just happened in that you're now carried in Target. Oh, yes, yes, we're in Target. I feel like that's a huge win. Yes, we also launched in Australia on the shelves in Sephora. That's, last, that's major. Two years ago, we were like the first brand in Sephora, which that's is really great. cool. We love that. We, me, all my personalities. (laughs) We do too. It does feel like a big win. It does feel like just continuing to see more representation in mainstream Mm -hmm. of our products, of products in general, of sexuality in general. It's awesome. You know, like I do feel like the change is happening. Yeah. To be, you know, like on the positive side. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm stoked to be riding this wave and to also hopefully be fanning it and helping it move forward. I love that. Yeah. Well, and I don't know if the team told you, but we're going to do a giveaway. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. Uh, to some listeners. So I feel like for people that are listening and want to try some Dame products, please click the link in the show notes and we will choose some random winners. Amazing. But. Otherwise, you can go to dameproducts.com. Mm-hmm. Dame.com. Dame.com. You, don't, you don't even need, I mean, you, if you <laughs> Wait, type in it, products, it will get you there too. Oh, but I've like, done that. Yeah, you can do that. Oh, okay. But if you want to be lazy, you can just write dame.com. Major. Okay. But it's Dame Products on Instagram. Yes. Okay. <laughs> just <laughs> Dame Products on Instagram. And you have to type in that full name and Instagram because obviously we're shadow we're banned. Shadow banned. I learned that the hard way. I was like, the fuck? Why can't I find them? To close out, I ask everybody this, but what is the best relationship advice you've ever been given? Mm. Okay. I feel like I have so many good pieces. So I don't know if this is the best, but this is definitely really good. Great. Do you know about the five to one ratio? No. Five to one ratio is from the Gottman Institute, which is just like a an amazing institution dedicated to like what makes happy, healthy relationships. Love. 
And it's the idea that we need to be having five positive interactions for one critical. Oh. And I think one, so that's so true in our relationships. Mm-hmm. want to make sure that we're saying positive things too. It doesn't, it doesn't always have to be the compliment sandwich, but like we remember negative things so much more intensely than mm-hmm. we remember positive oh, of course, things. Yeah. So like just go home, express gratitude for your partner. It's amazing how making that, that a little bit more effort to just say positive things will mm. make it so much easier for that person for when you just say, hey, like you didn't do the dishes for them not you know because that that can be taken in so many ways mm-hmm. for them to hear it gotta in hit that them positive with five way. compliments first gotta hit them with five compliments first or just making like, sure hey, that like good, and i love those glasses and those jeans fit you really well and i love your dimples in your hair and you didn't do the fucking dishes and you didn't do the dishes yeah. yeah i think that those things matter and when yeah so that's a good one i love that thank you al thank you so much for joining us this has been amazing i can't believe you hauled your very pregnant self out to do this interview Ooh, yeah. i'm i'm thrilled and i'm i'm so excited that people get to try these products yes i'm excited too thank you check them out okay bye we're done i feel like we did okay. <laughs>